Welcome in the closet. We have another guest today on the podcast. Our friend Matt joins us. Matt is an interesting guy. We have a lot of fun talking about all just stuff that we normally don't talk about. I don't understand any of it, so. It's really cool. Just give it a listen. We're going to have some fun. Best. It's just rolling with it. Yeah, we just get into some stuff. And I know we've had some interesting conversations. And you have some some interests that are that are fun. <laughs> well, we were talking that day that we met back at Starbucks a long time ago. That's been a while. Yeah, probably a year. Has it been that long? Yeah, I think so. Right, right thereabouts. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you were, we were talking about like space and like a, you know what I mean. That kind of there's a gnat in here. Like, like astrology and that kind of stuff. And you said you were really into that. And I, when I told Jeff that he got real excited. And I mean, that's like, he's all about that kind of stuff. And I don't know a lot about it. I'm just into it. <laughs> well, I kind of feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that I, that I read a lot about it, but I don't know that I understand much of it. So well, that's okay. I don't think we ever would understand much of that kind of stuff anyway. What, but. what have you read? What have you read that's interest you most? Or what are you reading? Is there anything you, that off the top of your head that that you would suggest, or that you think's an interesting read? Uh, I think anything by I don't. Have you heard of Brian Greene? I don't think so. Okay, so he's a, a physicist, and he works at I think Columbia University. Uh, I might be wrong on that, but he's written a couple books that have really kind of laid out physics in a way that's graspable for people who are new to it or who are novices at it. Uh-huh. Um, I just started his book, The Elegant Universe, which was the first one that he wrote. And he kind of explains like how time is malleable, how time is not experienced the same by everyone, which is kind of a mind blower. And I don't really get that yet, but yeah, it's, it's very interesting to to think about like you'll, you'll read a section of one of his books and then you'll have to take like 45 minutes and just think about it before you can move on. So they're really, they, they take dedication if you want to finish them and sort of grasp the concepts of them. See that stuff is fascinating to me because I'll listen to podcasts with either physicists in it or even neurologists, just different people talking about our brains and about, the, the physics and physiology, it just it, like that right there, just untry- when they start to get into explaining how time really works, especially like just getting into, and I'm really dumb about it. I, like you said, this guy would probably be perfect, David Green. Cause yeah, Brian Green. Yeah. I'm sorry, Brian Green. See, I can't even get his name right. But, <laughs> but for me, when, when I hear stuff that like I was listening to podcasts the other day, and the guy was talking about like the difference between our consciousness and our dream state and how, how thin of a line there is between the two that, that really can we even comprehend that we're not, are we in a dream like right now almost? Right. It's that close or my, which he didn't go on and on about it. But for me, I was like, man, I want to hear more about this. I want to, I want to know and understand. Cause it's true. If you have lucid dreams, it's like it's real yeah or at least they it feels like you're experiencing them from the right. point of reality which right. kind of makes you question what is reality is it what we're experiencing now is it you know what what we're in in the like you said the dream state 
Um, are you familiar at all with either one of you with simulation theory? Have you guys looked into that at all? Yes. He knows more about yes. that stuff than I do, but I go, do share. Brian, yes. <laughs> um, well, simulation theory at its bare bones, I guess, the best way that I could explain it is that there's a likelihood that if it is possible to achieve simulations at such a complex state that we could potentially be in a simulation now. So in other words, what we're experiencing is, is real from our perspective, but it's, it could be the simulation of in, intelligent beings of a higher state. That's so right. weird to me. That creeps me out. I've listened yeah. to a lot of stuff on that and it, it's, uh, it blows my mind because that's, that's exactly kind of the stuff that I was wondering if you, if you thought about, cause that the last thing, um, I don't know why his my, why, why his name's escaping me right now, but a, a guy I love to listen to, he cracks me up. He was just on Joe Rogan and he gets into all this stuff, man, deep. Of course they'll do, they'll do psychedelics. And that's sure, why yeah. they, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean but, it, but that's where it comes from. Like they realize it takes them to a place that they can't get to mentally, right? It opens up parts of your brain that you can't get to and uh, let you experience things that I'd like to give it a shot. I think I'd like to give it a shot. No. Just, we'll take just Sorry. to see what this, um, Rogan talks a lot about DMT. Yes. Are you yeah. a Roganer? Oh yes, one hundred percent. Oh God, that's where we connected. That's where we connected on the Rogan level. You and Jeff could go. Well, then you know days. who I'm talking about, and I can't remember him. He, well, he talks about that with so many different people. It's he does. It's almost hard to keep track. Who, who yeah. was on there recently? And I can't believe it because I listened to his actual podcast. This guy, and I was just telling Ange that I, I this guy would be a guy that you you would know right off the bat. Is um, it? Uh, it's not Duncan Trussell, is it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that the most recent one with him is crazy throughout the three hours. Yeah, yeah, I, I cruised through that one. It was wild. But Duncan, I love Duncan Trust. So I don't know why. He just has oh, he's great. He he just seems like such a such a cool down to earth dude. I think. Yeah, but he's so out there too at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I didn't realize like like he's married and has a kid and all that. Like I didn't know until his most recent one because normally they don't. They don't talk so much about family. It's more about wider concepts of, you know, universe and multiverse and the things that we're talking about right now. So, but yeah, the, one of the, I think the most mind blowing thing from that most recent conversation that they had was how he talked about, like, he feels like decisions that you make would, would potentially put you in different places in the multiverse like we exist in all these other universes. And then, you know, as you make a decision, you jump from one to the next, to the next, to the next, you know, that's crazy. You, yeah. Yeah. That's the stuff that I get. I, I, it interests me, but then I'm like, I got to slow. You need to slow down. I need more, yeah. <laughs> I need more detail and you're going to have to get it get, give me time to let it process. Cause it, yeah, it was, that's fascinating stuff because the multiple dimension thing, uh, it, blows your mind you know if you don't like dig into it at all like you like you're reading and you find it interesting and and i never really i always dismissed it because i'm like you know silly but then right the more i'm listening to these people talk and give fact and base and then they 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 get 
these guys from these universities that are very educated in the study and they start explaining how time works and how different things work. And you go, well, I want to hear a little more about, about yeah. this. So but, can I ask you a question? Sure. I think this has to do with this kind of stuff. Can you explain like deja vu? What are your thoughts on that? You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Do you have, yeah. do you have any opinions on that? Um, Deja vu is a weird one because I think that's one that we all sort of can relate to each other. Like we've all been in that spot where like, oh, wow, it just suddenly comes over you that I've been in this place before. Yeah. You know? And I've and I've experienced this exact thing right here. Like I just it feels like I was just there and now I'm there for real. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't. That one's kind of beyond me because I don't know if it's just one of those psychological things where just because that's another thing too like you were talking about neuroscience earlier jeff and you know maybe it's just that certain connections in our brain certain neurons in our brain fire within a specific sequence and that's when we experience things that are similar to things we thought we experienced before um so maybe it's just that same set of synapses firing i don't know yeah. enough about the brain to know yeah whether that's has any place within reality uh, just from a physical law standpoint, that's certainly feasible. Right. Um, there's this thing that, have you heard of Sean Carroll? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sean Carroll's another one. He's he's very big in like the podcast realm, and he's right. been on Rogan's show a few times. Um, but he talks about Laplace's demon. Have you ever heard of that? I think I've heard him talk about it. But yeah, I don't know how much because I haven't listened to him in a while. I know I have his podcast downloaded as well. I've listened. To yeah, some. I think his is called Mindscape, and he yes. he talks about a variety of different things. He doesn't just purely stick to physics on his, but he's got a great podcast. Um, but Laplace's Demon is essentially like the universe is mapped out in a certain way, and if we could figure out the exact place of every particle within the universe right now, then we would be able to both determine the future and the past. What? Because yes, because then we could anticipate where those things are going to move and where they've been. So again, probably a poor explanation, but that's essentially the idea is that if we knew where the position of every molecule and every uh, state of matter is right now, that we would essentially be able to predict everything that's ever happened and everything that ever will happen. That is crazy. Yeah. See, I just don't think this deep. I'm a very basic, just like, <laughs> I don't think about, I, I don't never even heard of some of this stuff before. I mean, Jeff will tell me some stuff that you guys are talking about that you listen to on Joe Rogan and everything. And it's like, whoa, way over my head, you know? Yeah. I was talking to you about the, uh, well, the, all of it really in multiple dimensions and just some of that Duncan Trussell podcast I was trying to talk to her about, but she just glazes over and, doesn't really want to talk about it. <laughs> so. If there's one thing he could change about me, well, I'm sure there's many things he could no, change I about me. Change it. But I think you would make me a Joe Rogan lover and you would make me want to be interested in the, every single thing that you're interested in because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, just so you know, that glazing over is the normal response. Okay. Right. <laughs> Ooh, especially, especially if I'm talking about it because I don't, I'm so uneducated. No, you're not. Stop saying well, that. You are not. I am when it comes to that. Yeah, but I, I mean, have a hard time regurgitating what they say. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. And I don't understand most of it. It's just like the concept blows my mind. Like you just, the one you just talked about, it's like, that just blows my mind. But 
it would be very difficult for me to talk about it yeah. unless I really spent a lot of time. So what is your most interest in this type of, like what interests you the most about all of this stuff? I don't know what I even stuff. call it stuff. Um, God, that's a hard one. I think probably the thing that I, that is touched upon and everything that I read and listen to and that is an overarching theme is whether there's life elsewhere. Yeah. Like that's, that's the one that I think is the most interesting and probably will be the most difficult to ever for us to ever know for sure. What's your thoughts on that? I think with as vast as everything is that it's inevitable almost. I want inevitable inevitable is probably a bad word, but it's, I feel like it's so incredibly likely with how many, you know, there's a hundred billion stars in our galaxy and there's a hundred billion galaxies at least that they know of. So you think all those stars, the majority of which have planets, like at some point it's, I think it was uh, Adam Frank who said all of these play, all of these planets are places where things can happen. Right. That's yeah. the simplest way that I've been able to think about it. And I, I just think it's, you don't even really have to be optimistic to, to believe that. I think it's just, it's so vast that other, that's not to say that there's, there's things like us, that there's people necessarily, but I think are there, is there a planet out there that's a water world that is ruled by dolphins or something? Sure. I mean, why, why wouldn't there be? Yeah. Yeah. I think there is for sure. I think when you look like what 30 years ago, they, what do we know about space? Right. right? That there's a dozen planets maybe. And yeah. Now, well, I mean, essentially all the bodies in our solar system and that was it. The, yes. And now they're talking about there's how many planets that are just like earth out there, the potential, I mean, billions. I mean, yeah. it's, it's crazy. So they're not saying that there's life form on those, but there there's a place where there could be life form if everything's, you know, perfect, which when you start taking the odds of billions of planets or stars, the odds get pretty, pretty good that there could be some minnows somewhere sure. you know, or, or something, some, some mutation of life. So it's, it's interesting now that they can prove that there's so much out there beyond what we can even fathom. But yeah, it's, it's, it's very strange. One of the things I like, and then I'm invoking this in, from a different subject that he talked about, but Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about how rare supernova are. Do you know what supernova are? I don't. Yes. I'm not, I, I need brushed up a little bit. Explain it, especially for, for anyone that's going to be listening because I, I've, I, I've listened and heard it explained, but I could not probably regurgitate it. And so a supernova is where there's a star that's, that's much more massive than ours, than the sun. It burns through its fuel quicker and it explodes. That's how it dies. It explodes in a massive, you know, explosion that blows gas and matter out that eventually is recycled and forms another star, multiple stars and forms planets and all that. So it's this sort of big recycling of a particular ball of matter. And he, Neil deGrasse Tyson in his, uh, or not opinion, but in his instance, he was talking about how supernova are rare. They're so rare that they happen eight times a week in the universe but that's rare because of how big the universe is them yeah. happening thereabouts once a day is very very rare and that's just in our observable universe that's not beyond the horizon of what we can actually see that probably exists beyond that uh -huh. so 
when he talks about that, I think that's a good way to sort of relate the math of how likely it is that there's life elsewhere too. If you look at a supernova and you say, wow, that's super rare, but it happens once a day, once an hour a day, then if you take extrapolate the billions and trillions of stars and planets and all that, then there has to be at least microbes or something. And there's a good chance that there are microbes on even Mars, you know, our, our closest right. planet. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think that there's a, a large chance that there's life elsewhere. Is there people? I don't know. Is there intelligent life? I don't know. And then when you start thinking about like, one of the reasons that we're here is that we have the moon that we have and that Jupiter sort of absor absorbs a lot of the comets and meteorites that would otherwise devastate life as it has before here. You know, when you start thinking about it in that context, because in a lot of solar systems beyond ours, that Jupiter is much closer or what is a gas giant planet is much closer to its star than ours is. So our solar system is sort of a rarity in that regard because uh, Jupiter sort of acts as our bodyguard against a lot of these impacts that would otherwise take us out like it did dinosaurs or any other, you know, right. form of life that's dominated the planet over our history. Yeah. It's kind of wow. wild that we now have that proof that that's what happened, you know, yeah. that the, 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 a comet or something hit, I forget where exactly it is that they discovered it. Um, the impact. Where was that? Was it, oh, was that, was it the Yucatan? Is that what it was? It might have been peninsula. It, it might, yeah, I think it was, but it's under the. Isn't it underwater or, or it's under something? I don't know. They found it. I can't remember. But it it just was fascinating when I did when I did discover that when I was listening to to some pos or podcast and they were talking about about that. I was like, wow, that's fascinating. And was it that one that wiped out the? I mean, I know there's something that also one that hit. Just the, the devastation that can be brought so quickly and take out our population by either a comet or Yellowstone erupting. Yeah, right? Yellow, Yellowstone's a freaky one too. That fascinates me. I never knew that if that thing erupts, we're done. Yeah, right. gone. It, 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 we're we're done. I mean, it's it, and it and it it's due, right? I mean, it oh yeah, it hasn't erupted. It, it should it erupts every what was it six. Is it 600,000 years or is that, am I, I think way off? That might be the one that you might be right. So I, I get all these numbers mixed up from these different like uh, catastrophic events that happen. Um, but there's, there's that. And then there's one that states that there's an extinction level event that happens on earth, like once every 25 to 50 million years or something like that. And we're due for that from what they can tell. So, there are a lot of things that are in that realm that were, it, it looks like if the predictions are correct, that we're, we're headed toward at some point, you know, which is why a lot of these guys like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and a lot of the billionaires want to start going to space to try to colonize or like terraform Mars or, you know, st stuff like that to start exploring those particular options that we might have. Maybe have a plan B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. the thing is, and, and this is another thing that Neil deGrasse Tyson says all the time, is that we, we've only been to the moon a few times, and it's been 50 years since we did that. So, you know, to think that we're just going to all of a sudden plant a colony of a billion people on Mars or whatever is 
somewhat far-fetched at this point, I think. And there's still the conspiracy that we even go. Right. right? <laughs> right Do you exactly. buy into that conspiracy at all? Uh, generally speaking, I'm not a huge conspiracy person. I, I think we probably were on the moon and that's, I, I like Neil deGrasse Tyson's argument for that is that we were sort of in competition during the cold war with Russia at that point to go to space and to be, there was sort of a, a national pride in doing so. So there was a different sort of motivation for doing it then than there is now. I think our yeah. priorities are probably different now than they yeah. were then. Jeff, when he was a little boy, he wanted to be an astronaut. Really? I didn't yeah, know he had, that. He had a book with the, all the plans in it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's probably worth some money now. Yeah, it might be if I could just find it. <laughs> me, and, me, and my, me and my cousin, that was our dream. But then I realized one day that I couldn't deal with uh, at the, at, when I rode roller coasters that my stomach couldn't handle roller coasters. <laughs> so my dreams were crushed because I thought yeah, I'll not, never get through space camp. <laughs> Not, not off to a good start. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. So he, you know, let, he let me know that I wasn't going to make it through the dizzy tests. <laughs> so did he want to do it too? Yeah, he did. He did. We wanted to do it, and then we grew up and realized that we weren't going to do it, I guess. But Well, I wanted to be quarterback for the Raiders, but then I only got to 5'9", so <laughs> it didn't, didn't work out. <laughs> True Breeze isn't much bigger. <laughs> we all wanted to do something when we were little that was just so out there and never probably happened for most of it. The most of us. I wanted to be a Barbie doll. That's what I wanted to be when I grew up. Is a Barbie that was, doll. That was I a thought really that you could do that. I, that's how dumb I was <laughs> as a kid. I was like, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> we go from I don't think I've ever heard of anybody when they were a kid aspiring to be an inanimate object. I, I know, right? I'm talking when I was the first thing I can remember thinking, like when I was the first thing I can remember thinking I wanted to be was that. Obviously, when I got a little bit older, I was like, well, that's dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, that's when I decided I think I wanted to do something on television, which that didn't happen either. So, you know, my dreams were crushed. So now we've gone from <laughs> supernovas to being a Barbie doll. Yeah. All in one podcast. All That's what makes it great. The spectrum, right? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I got off topic, but it no. just—I well, just—you just wanted to be an astronaut, so. Well, one thing that I think is interesting, because this will sort of bring it to what Angie and I do for a profession, is that in space, do you know that you lose one percent of your bone mass per month? No, I did not know this. Yes, that's why when astronauts go up now, when they're in, spending extended time in the space station or anything like that, they are required to strength train every day. Wow! See, yep. now I can't go to I can't go to space. I can't lose my mass. Yep. <laughs> I know. Work work too hard for it, right, Angie? Otherwise, I would have gone. <laughs> did you say? Did you say bone or muscle? Yeah, bone, bone, bone density. Yeah. Bone oh, density. okay. Well. Yeah. Well, okay, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, but they but they require that you perform resistance training every day up there. Oh wow! Apparently, from from what I've heard, I don't know for sure, but I've heard that it's more low rep, high weight strength. Well, I mean, you could maintain. I mean, theoretically, you could really lift heavy in space, right? Yeah, I would think so. But I I'm mean, sure because... I'm sure they have 
especially like in the space station, I'm sure they have some sort Wait, of yeah. gravity gravity equalizer, I would think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I did. That was something I didn't really think about how you would lift weights in space. Yeah, you would have, have, have to have, to have an have equalizer. Yeah. You have to have something to make you so you could resistance train. That's very interesting. That's wild that every month it, it diminishes. Yeah. It's 1% per month, I believe. Yeah. I did not know that. Because we're not supposed to be in space. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's we, were, we were born here for a reason, right? That's right. Valid point. But I'm glad somebody's doing it. I guess. Yeah. All right. So what about aliens? What do you think about aliens? Well, do, let me let me turn it around. Do you think we've been visited? Oh, I like that. I like that. Well, what's wrong with my question? <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to figure out the, the, the life out there in aliens. Aren't they oh. the same thing, kind of? No, I'm talking. You mean like the green ones with the I'm ears? talking like literally like aliens. Do I think we've been visited? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I would like to say yes because I think it would be very interesting. But I don't know that I would buy into it. Unless, it you, can, be, unless yeah. you can convince me otherwise. I don't think I could. I don't. It would have to be, I think, because there's really no evidence for it. So it would have to be something that can be here and not be traced, right? Right. Which means it would have to be far more advanced than we are. True. Yeah. So there, there is the theory out there that maybe something has sent a probe to our solar system and can observe us in relative obscurity, which I think is interesting. Yeah. And that there's this, maybe there's this sort of like uh, galactic network of intelligence and you have to reach a certain point before you can join it. Um, I think that's probably the most interesting theory. I don't know how much I buy into that, but it's, right. it's certainly fun to think about. But as far as a, a UFO landing and some Martian getting out and abducting people, that's... Pro the, I wouldn't think so, no. Yeah, I'm I thinking think that's for the movies. Well, Those are, again, goes, probably people who've done a lot of psychedelics. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but this goes along with the, kind of like what you're saying is it very much to interest me. And it goes along with the higher intelligence and the simulation thought process, too. Yes. Right. I mean, you've got something that's way more intelligent, much more functional, knows what they're, you know what I mean? And then can, can watch us. That's yeah, that's interesting. Or could, we could be in a simulation. Yeah, the, the simulation, what was fun is to listen to, um, I think his name is Nicholas Backstrom, if you, don't, if you get a chance to listen to him on uh, Rogan's podcast, or maybe it's, it might be Bostrom. I think it's Bostrom. Um, but he's, he did like the pioneering work or some of it on simulation theory. And his argument is that there's a very large likelihood that we're in a simulation now, because once you can make one simulation, then you can make an, not an infinite number, but a very, very large number. And that is obviously going to outnumber the odds of us being in the original one. So, so, so are you saying, okay, I know we talked about this before, but I got you. I got to wrap my mind around it. So when you say a simulation, Jeff has a smirk on his face. Like you're getting ready to say something really stupid. No, I'm not. <laughs> It's cute, but I'm a little nervous. 
I'm nervous because I'm hoping Matt will jump in because I'm not going to, you're, you're looking at me and I'm not going to be able to answer your question. No, and nobody has to answer it. I'm just making, I just am curious when you say simulation. So you're saying that we're being controlled by someone or something else. Not necessarily controlled, but that our environment is being, I have to be careful here because the terms you use can get you in trouble. Yeah. Uh, that our environment is being replicated on a large scale and that there are all these different outcomes that are taking place in these various simulations that, that we're a part of. So we're a part of one simulation, but you know, we might exist somewhere else where, you know, everything is exactly the same or where there's something that's slightly different. You know, maybe I have the microphone and you don't or just something like that where there's, all of this large, massive uh, simulations. Is there a movie on this anywhere? I don't know. Is there, Jeff? I don't. I'm not a huge movie guy. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not either. I don't. I don't know. Could somebody make a movie so I could understand it a little bit better? <laughs> <laughs> I need. I need to get this down in like two hours. <laughs> yeah, this it, it is fascinating because it's to think of it like maybe if you look at it on this table, you've got us. You've got us here doing our life the way we're doing it, but then we're over here too, and our life's exactly the same, but now in this life, something's like, like you said, slightly different. Like maybe we're extremely successful. Maybe we're we rich over here. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, or can maybe, I go live with them? <laughs> or maybe in this simulation, maybe in this simulation, we're happy and we live together forever. Maybe in this one, we, it's a divorce or something. Ooh. You know what I mean? See, right. somebody needs to do a movie. This is, needs to be a movie. <laughs> and then and there's another one over here, though. Get spilled And in this them. one, we just don't have any kids. Right. I, I could go somewhere. Or maybe somewhere we don't have a pet. I don't know. Or maybe you're a dog lover in, and a pet lover in this simulation. Now you're, you're not in crazy. the one we live in right now. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, I, I don't know. Maybe that explains some of my dreams that I have. I have crazy dreams, Matt. I'm, I'm with you on that. I've been having a lot of crazy dreams since this whole thing started. You're a dreamer as well? Oh, yes. Yes. I never, I rarely remember my dreams. Really? Yes. I rarely remember. I remember them a she lot, and they're crazy. And they're all She's been having uh, a reoccurring dream, yeah. and things change just a little bit. Huh, what a coincidence. Maybe, <gasps> maybe in a simulation. Maybe you're in another dimension in your dream. It is a really strange dream. I've had, I've had it twice over this time period, kind of. Well, maybe a little bit before, and then once the other night. But the other night, it progressed just ever so slightly. This really weird. Same people are in the dream. Some of them I know and recognize like Jeff and a few of that most of them I don't, but it's the same people. Like I, I like in my dream and, and I can feel myself saying, Oh, it's you guys again, but I don't know who they are. I've never seen them before in my life, but huh. only in my dream. So you Weird. only know them from the dream. Yeah. If I saw them out in public, I would, from another dimension, I would die. <laughs> no, can, can you imagine? Because they're very distinct looking. Like he is a, a guy with a mustache only, which is weird to me. I'm sure. not a mustache only kind of girl, but so, <laughs> I mean, you do you, but whatever. But so that's him. And then she is like a very beautiful redhead. He's clearly out of his league with her, but they're clearly together at the same time. So are they, are they trying to communicate anything to you in this dream? Or are you just yes. an observer? Okay. He doesn't talk to me because we're in a pizza place 
kind of like pies and pints, but it's family style seating. So you like sit all at the same table, kind of like picnic table type style. Okay. Right. There's no like ta separate tables. So I sit by him. Jeff goes and sits by her. So Jeff and I can be across from each other. He's drinking a beer. Well, he has, he's, his beer is almost empty. He has a full beer or kind of partly drinking beer. Anyway, these college age girls walk by, go into the bathroom, come out giggling. He calls them over. He can, he puts his beers together, like pours the empty one in and hands it to the girls. Like, here, do you want my beer? And she's like, oh, thanks. Huh? And so that makes the redhead lady mad. And she looks at me and she was like, when I get to the point to say, I, when I get to the point where I say, I've had enough and I'm leaving, don't let me leave because I really don't want to leave. And I'm like, okay. Like, I don't know her. <laughs> and so they get into a fight because she's mad because he gave the girls the beer and she goes, that's it. I'm leaving. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not supposed to leave. You don't want to leave. You don't really want to leave. And then she gets mad at me and says, don't tell me what to do. You don't know what I want to do. And I'm like, that's basically it. I oh. told her it was God letting her experience women. Oh, there's one other weird thing. I like that take. Yes, right? One other weird thing. I'm drinking my beer. I'm, I'm drinking a beer as well, but I'm using a straw. Okay. It really ticks Jeff off that I'm using a straw. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got. I don't know what to make of it. Do you ever use a straw in real life when you drink a beer? No. I was going to say that would be kind of a social faux pas. No, I, I use, I use a straw for a lot. I mean, a lot of drinks, but not, not a beer, but so it's just really weird. Um, the guy never talks to me. I only communicate with her. Jeff doesn't talk to either of them. He's just there. I don't even really communicate with Jeff. It's just the lady looks at me very intently. It's like, when I get to the point where I say I've had enough and I want to leave, don't let me leave. I don't really want to leave. So it's weird. Anyway, maybe yeah, that should be a part of our movie. Yes. <laughs> that would work well within the multiverse concept, I think. Multiverse? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, 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 can, we, could, we could write a movie, the three of us. So what is one of your craziest dreams, Matt, if, you don't, if, if you're comfortable sharing? I don't, I don't really feel like I have crazy dreams because most of the time I'm not a participant in them. Normally, my dreams are just me observing really? whatever's, whatever's taking place in the dream. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of, the weird ones are when you're like, you're in the dream and you feel consciously aware that, yes. you're, that you're present. And, they, you know, and then when you wake up, you're sort of taken aback. And I'm, I'm assuming that's what your dream is like, where you feel like you're there and that it's happening. Yes. Because I, I, I specifically thought the last dream, the time I dreamed this, which was just a few nights ago, I was like, these people again, like I felt that. But my dream went a little further that time where Jeff brought me a Diet Coke and said, this is an appropriate drink to drink a straw with, Angie, and <laughs> handed it to me. And I proceeded to spill it on my pants. Only that time did I see the pants I was wearing. And it's a pair of yoga pants that I don't feel comfortable wearing because it shows all of my cellulite. It's really weird. I don't Are know. That are they a real pair of pants that you yes. have or okay they're, they're real so i'm thinking i should wear those pants to bed and see that's if i can I, <laughs> see if i can summons anything you're gonna break the simulation angie you're not supposed to do that not break the simulation and the whole world will start yep. shaking and rattling yep <laughs> you'll set off yellowstone that's right <laughs> set off the, you'll set off the the so, and then we'll, we'll all have to come back again and do it all again till we get it right. 
maybe it would get rid of Corona if I did it. Maybe that's it what probably it. would. Yeah. Well, that's a theory. Oh, that's maybe the redheads Corona. See, I was wondering if maybe where, so go with me on this. Cause this is totally crazy. Okay. But I was thinking where she comes over and tells you, don't let me leave. Right. Even though I'm going to say that I want to leave. Right. That's kind of, that's kind of a metaphor for the quarantine, right? Yeah. So maybe it's just something that's been on your mind a lot and it's, you know, metamorphosis has taken place in your brain while you sleep. Maybe. I'm going to wear the peach pants tonight to bed and we're going to wake up and it's going to all be gone. I need to know what's going to happen. We'll wake up in a different life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the only thing that'll be normal is her pants. That's right. I know. She will still be wearing those pants. Exactly. She'll still be wearing the pants. (laughs) Yeah. Now stuff like that does fascinate me. Like dreams, um, dream states, what's actually going on in your mind and your subconscious, you know, kind of like you said in your dreams, you're kind of like just taken back and observing where a lot of times I'm very much in my dreams. Right. And I, Jeff said, he's mentioned this the other day that the theory of not me, who knows if this is true, that if you, if you wake up in the middle of the night, suddenly that means you're in somebody's dream. Did you, have you ever heard hmm. that? I think I've heard that before. Yeah, but that's that's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, I'm in a lot of people's dreams then because I wake up all the time. Um, <laughs> well, it also could mean you have a full bladder. I could just need to go to the bathroom. Yes, yes, or, that's usually why I wake up. That's why I wake up. It could up. be storming and the trees are about to hit my house like the other night and Jeff's yeah. like, anyway, very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. I think it's interesting. I think the, the simulation and the, um, gosh, yeah, the multiverse. And the, the uh, what we were just talking about, you got into, and then we kind of, people visiting us, not necessarily visiting us, but being able to observe us without being here. Because I, what I was going to say is the whole thing about all these people with abductions, isn't it like a ridiculous percentage of the people who have ever been abducted or claimed to be abducted? It's been during sleeping hours. Yeah. It, it's like. It's always at night. Yeah, it's like 99% of the time. It's always at night. So, I mean, what they do leading up to going to sleep, what you know, what they drink, what they eat, what they take. Because you can have some really whacked out dreams mm-hmm. that make you think. And then if they have a need to be heard, of course, right. that could be part of it sure. too. But, but as far as abduction, like Stranger Things style, do you watch Stranger Things? Oh, yes. Love that show. Me too. That is a little far-fetched to me. You're not talking about that type of visit. No, I don't think there's any malicious being trying to infiltrate our dimension or our reality. I don't, I can't see why that would be necessary. Right. Cause any, I guess from, from what I've read from scientists, I respect any being that would need to come here to, take over our planet and has the means to get here could probably get whatever they needed from some other planet on the way. Unless it was, you know, from somewhere in our solar system, which is not likely that there are any beings like that, that are that advanced. But man, it does make for a good television show, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we all, I think, especially with, with TV shows and movies and, you know, things like Interstellar, if you've seen Interstellar. I just watched that not too long ago. I haven't seen that. I've heard about it. I haven't got to see it yet. 
that's an excellent movie. But you know, the the science is far fetched in it to to a yeah. large degree. I mean, they're traveling through wormholes and you know they're around black holes and stuff like that. Um, but obviously, we want to make everything that's that are in movies. We want to make it people centric, so that way we can relate to it. You know, right. So I think that's why stuff like Stranger Things is so fascinating to us. It's very fascinating to it me. Is. I'm not normally a fan of like sci-fi at all, but for some reason, and I don't know if it's the um, the era they had it set in got yeah. me, like back in the 80s or whatever it was, 70s, 80s, whatever it was. I don't know if that's what sucked me in or what, but I just said, yeah, I think I will give this show a try. And normally, and like he was shocked. He was like, what? <laughs> You're going to watch this? You don't watch stuff like that. And I think it was Anna, actually, Anna Wheeler, that got me into watching it. And I, I, I do love it. Now, that, was, that the last, was that the last season? Which one? This past one that was just the – It's that where the they're there in the mall. That's the last season? Yeah. Uh, no, no. I think there's going to be another season. Is there? No, no, no. no. Oh, you're asking there's me if there's going to be another season. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I phrased that wrong. There's going to be another yeah. one. Yeah, they, they've already. I think they've already filmed it. There's already a trailer out. There. I'm sorry, I phrased it wrong. I said, yeah. "Was that the last one?" I know it was okay. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm looking forward to that then. The yeah, I never. Can... You know, I like sci-fi stuff, but I never watched that until Steph got me into it. Yeah. You know, she got that. me into into watching it, and she doesn't like sci-fi at all. Uh, yeah. But she got obsessed with it. She was like, "Oh, you have to watch this show. They're coming out with a new season and all that." And I was like, "Okay, I'll give it a shot." Because I'm just not. I like documentaries and stuff, but I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. Like I can name on one hand how many series I've actually finished. That, me too. I, I'm really not much of a, t- I mean, I do like to watch TV. I, I do, but and normally it's definitely not sci-fi. Normally if I'm going to watch something on TV, it's got to make me laugh or I'm not interested. I, yeah. I'm not a big fan of documentaries. Jeff is. I'm not a fan of dramas, action. I just like to laugh because, you know, I always say all the time, it's life isn't serious enough as it is. And I, it, if I'm going to have my spare time, you're going to have to be making me laugh. Yeah, I definitely get that. Yeah. There's going to be a great documentary coming out April 19th. I don't know if you're aware of this. It's going to be on ESPN, though. Oh, the Bulls? Yeah. Oh, I'm so hyped. Are you oh, ready the for Bulls. That? Oh, yeah. April 19th, it's coming out. They're letting it out early. It's going to be great. I cannot Ten wait. Ten parts from what I've seen. Ten part series. Oh, the yeah. Bulls is in the Chicago Bulls? Yes, Jordan's yep. the 1998 season, right? I think it's yeah. – 98 season the final run their last chance so is it is it just gonna i'm sure they'll cover the history but it's just gonna be mainly about 98 i think so i think so i'm that's what i gathered from the trailer 10 episodes just over the one year no it won't be just over it'll be it'll be about so much going on in in their in their dynasty i'm sure they'll cover it all but i think that's where they got all that footage was that really his last year? They got a ton of footage, but um, I cannot wait. I'm, yeah, I'm, that's that's going to be great. It will be phenomenal. That's going to take place of March Madness. Like normally, March Madness, I lose Jeff. You know what I mean? I don't have a husband yeah. until it's over. <laughs> well, that was not happening this year. So I guess when that series comes out, I'll lose you. But you, it's on. Oh, it's on ESPN, so you can't binge watch it. Yeah, it, it it's something you can binge watch. I think. Oh, so they they release ES- all the well. I have ESPN Plus, so I, I think oh. it just is on there. So they release uh, it all. You, you think they'll just release all episodes? Well, no, no, I don't think once. they'll release them all. But I think once they're done releasing them, I think they'll be available to watch. 
Gotcha. So it'll be something we'll probably just, I'll probably watch every week. I'll be ready to watch. So back to my original statement, you won't be able to really binge watch it. <laughs> not, <laughs> not up front. Not up front. Not up front. Just, no, not because up we front. know he's going to watch it again. So you're going to watch it on That's a, right. like yes. a normal person. Yes. And then you'll go turn around and probably turn right around and binge watch it. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I'm definitely Although, like that. With those like 30 for 30 ESPN films. Yeah. They're excellent. If you love sports, they're excellent. They're so good. I even like, I mean, I'm not huge into sports, like watching sports. I'm not anti-sports. I mean, I like it. Okay. But I even like watching those though sometimes. Cause well, they tie you in and they, they yeah. make them more interesting for everybody yeah. rather than just being a sporting thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sports is really, even though it's kind of what makes the documentary possible for ESPN films, there's always, it's always about things other than the sport. Right. You know, uh, things that are going on behind the scenes in the locker room or, you know, right. in the front office or whatever. That's what I think that's what pulls me in. It's not. Yeah, the they're they're all very human stories. Yes. Yes. She's oh, I mean, it. I'm sure I'll, I'll watch it. It's not like I'm not going to watch it with you. I'm going to watch it. It sounds like it's a deal breaker <laughs> if I don't watch it. Jeez. So did you guys on, on this topic, did you guys watch the uh, OJ documentary that ESPN came out with a few years ago? No, I did. Did you, did you like it? Yeah. That thing is like labor intensive, seven hours. It's yeah, it was a lot. It took forever. It was, yeah. it was a lot of watching. Cause when I watch stuff by myself, it's just whenever I want, whenever I can watch it, usually if she's passed out at night and I'm still up for another two hours, those are the things I'll click on. Cause I know she doesn't really have much interest. No. Um, but yeah, that was labor intensive. You're right. I even tried to watch the one on FX, but I couldn't do it. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, I, I don't want to have to feel like I'm working to watch something. I want to be able to relax and chill out and laugh. What was cool about that, though, is I remember it because I'm old yeah. enough. I remember watching it. Same here. I, yeah. Where you all, so it was kind of that takes you back. Just, yeah, I think I was, I was six when it happened, and I just remember sitting there in the living room with my, my parents were just glued to the TV. Yeah. And I didn't really know what was going on, but I still have that image of – the news channel with the Chiron at the bottom that's that, you know, OJ and the white Bronco. And then you see the police chase. Yeah. It's just such a, like for our generation, it's such an, a weirdly iconic moment Yeah. because everybody who was alive then and, and was old enough to remember it. will talk to you about it forever. Oh yeah. And you can remember where you were. I mean, I remember I was in a hotel room with my family. We were in Orlando getting ready to pick you up in Daytona to go to Disney World with us or go somewhere with us in Florida. Disney, Disney I yeah. And wow. I remember, yeah, I mean, you can remember just like 9-11, you can remember exactly where you were and what yeah. you were doing, almost to what you were aware and when big events like that happen. I knew exactly where I was when they told me to go home from work during the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that feels like it's been 20 years ago. I know, yes, I does. know. I'm ready to, how are you, are you working out at home? Uh, I mean, not really working out at home. We've been going on walks a lot. Um, I still get in resistance training when I can, but you know, it's just, it's kind of, kind of touch and go, right? What are are you doing for it? Yeah. We have some equipment in the basement. We would go in the basement workout or when it's nice out, we'll take the equipment outside and, and lift. I mean, we don't have heavy weights, but we just up the reps and, you know, do what you can. Like you said, body weight stuff and just lots of reps, uh, so. We have kettlebells and battle ropes. Yeah. I have Same a, thing. do you remember kettlebell, John? Do you know who he was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Friend. Yeah. I, yes, John Friend. I, ha, I call him kettlebell John. I have um, <laughs> his, his uh, well, not technically wife, but wife and, and Sydney, they're, 
they gave me some of his stuff to take care of um, till otherwise notified. So I have some of his stuff in my basement as well. So we've been using, putting that to use. Um, so we're making it, I guess, but I, you know, I'm, I, I'm ready to get back into the gym, but at the same time, I'm kind of enjoying my time right now. I'm not under the circumstances, sure. like not to make light of it, but like to reconnect time with your family and like slowing down has been kind of nice. Again, I don't like the circumstances that it's under, um, but yeah, slowing down, is kind of nice. Yeah, there, I definitely think there are positive things to take away from it. Sure. You know, it's, it's I think this has shown people that some of the things that maybe we think are super important and, and can't possibly be done without, that those things can kind of be done without when push comes to shove. Right. Know? And I hope that once everything does start sort of leaning back into normalcy, mm-hmm. um, that we don't lose sight of that because this oh, is, yeah. this is good in some way. Like we can, it's, it's as good as we want to make it, you know? Right. Um, obviously it's, it's sad and it's horrifying. And, you know, I've, I've had my instances every now and then where I get super anxious cause you just, there's so much uncertainty, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's nice when we go out and walk and you see other people who are out walking mm-hmm. and, you know, just, just being active in ways that I think a lot of people otherwise wouldn't be. Right. And it's just, it, it's taken us back to a point of simplicity. I saw this great picture of Los Angeles recently and normally Los Angeles is like covered with smog right and where nobody's been on the road it's oh, it's totally clear wow Are pollution you has gone down exponentially since it started yeah wow so I mean there's so, some positives to take away from it you know yeah absolutely I mean it's obviously scary for people not only because of the the health circumstances but financially and yeah. you know especially for people like us who are you know, right. kind of, for the most part, self-employed. I mean, that's right. kind of what we do. We're not totally independent contractors, but we're right. somewhere in that realm, you know? Yeah. Um, but trying to take a positive aspect of it, you know, it's not, at, at least I feel like for me, I've been learning to not totally be consumed with consumerism now because you can't be. Right. You know, you have to do other things to occupy your time. Right. So and, and to, to be a responsible person in, in this particular circumstance. Sure. Right. I just feel so blessed that, that it, if it were to happen to us, it happened to us in this day and age where I can still have somewhat of a business. Cause I've been doing a lot of virtual stuff through zoom here. Um, sure. so I have my class schedule as, as it was, um, I don't have a hundred percent attendance there because there are some people who aren't comfortable with the technology of it. Um, of attending the class. Um, but I have a lot of people who are there. I have a handful of my private clients that has continued to train through virtual. Um, so, but if it was in the, if it was in the past, even gosh, even what five years ago, even five or 10 years ago, we would, I would, we may not have been able to do that. And I would have been 100% unemployed instead of feel like a part-timer, but I'm still having some sort of income generated. And not just for the income, but just for the connection of with people. And that's what I'm telling my people. Like, you know, look, I know you may be uncomfortable with it, but you're getting together with a group of people that you're, you're used to seeing. You might be seeing them on a screen, right? But you're still communicating and connecting with someone other than the people within your home. Um, And especially those who live by themselves. So I mean, at least there's that too. We do have technology 
I guess, on our side, I suppose. That's one thing that I'm, that I'm really happy about too, is I have a client base that on the whole is substantially older Mm -hmm. and you know, a lot of them had, not a lot, but probably half had stopped coming prior to the stay at home order. I had that too. Yeah. Um, And it's nice to be able to still like right before we got on here, like an hour before, you know, I, I sent a couple of them a text message just to say, Hey, how you doing? And I've been doing that kind of weekly. And, you know, these are people who are in their eighties and they're, you know, otherwise they don't have a lot of people who come over or they aren't comfortable with having people come over right now because they know that in their age group, they're more susceptible to the virus. So, you know, that's, like you said, a few years ago, like we wouldn't have, wouldn't have been able to do that. Like, you know, obviously you can still make phone calls and and things like that. And there was another lady who I talk to all the time who works with me once a week and I see her every day in the gym because she's so, you know, uh, dedicated to it. And I talked to her for like an hour the other day on the phone and, you know, it's nice to just be able to talk to people who, you know, aren't getting a lot of in-person visitors if they are at all. Right. Uh, So that's, one thing, you know, and, and that we can all entertain ourselves to some degree too. Like you have Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and all this other stuff. Whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, before you would just be stuck with the DVDs that you have because people didn't have Amazon prime either and couldn't just order a movie if they wanted to and it'd be there in two days or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. This is true. I had a friend this morning that was texting me and it's funny because he, just, I guess he doesn't have kids. He's married, but he doesn't have kids, you know? And he's like, he's like, man, so, I mean, so many excuses. He said, I just, when, when this is over, I hope it's not weird, but I'm going to give you a long embrace and I'm going to be a better friend. And I'm like, you've been a good friend. What are you talking about? He's like, nah, I haven't been. He's like, I think about trying to do stuff with you all the time and hang out. He said, but then I just blame it on work or having too much to do. And he said, that's BS. You know, he's like, I didn't, he said, I hadn't seen my niece in like a year, you know, a year, however long because I'm always so busy and he's like, I'm realizing that a lot of the stuff that I thought made me busy really isn't, isn't even there. I make it something in my life that doesn't need to be. And it gets in the way of the real thing. So I think for a lot of people, me included, it's created that awareness that there's a lot more to life. And we say it, we've always, we've, we've said stuff like that, but never act on it. And I think now I hope coming out of this, we'll all act on it a little bit more and live a little more yeah. genuine lives. I hope so too. Yeah. I mean, I think we, in like your friend, I think we all kind of, you know, say, well, I'm busy or this. And, uh, you know, it does make us, I know for me, I'm, I'm not as good as I should be about keeping in touch with people who I don't see super frequently, you know? Yeah. Um, I would, that's something I've thought about for a long time that I'd like to get better at. And I think this is a, this is a good opportunity to do that. You know, I've, I've talked to a couple people who I hadn't spoken with in months since this has ha- since this had happened, just because it does kind of inspire you to say, you know, you see that people can catch this thing. And a lot of people were fortunately asymptomatic or they experience mild symptoms, but the ones who don't, I mean, it, it takes over quickly, you know? That's so, right. Yeah. it kind of inspires you to get a hold of people and get in contact with people and say, Hey, you know, how are you doing? Are you okay? Do you need anything? And I think it's, it's sort of given us a sense of community again, where we're in a culture right now that's super tribal, 
and super divided. And, you know, if there, that's another positive thing I think can come out of this is that the whole world's sort of in this one together. Yeah. Right. There's not, there's not any separating from that fact. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's, that's something that I don't think we've really ever seen. At least I no. haven't. Not, so not globally. I don't feel no, like globally. No, it's just, it's, it is very interesting and it's very strange. And that's what was weird to me tonight. Cause I was, I was, I was doing, I was on zoom with, probably six or seven of my buddies and one of them's in Tampa. I think the rest of them are in Atlanta, but it was weird because here we're starting to have to, have you been to the stores today? You've been to like target or anywhere where they make you stand outside until so many come out. No, I've been to Kroger, but I haven't been there at a time when they've been overrun with people, fortunately. Well, it wasn't really even overrun. And that's what everybody like in, in Atlanta, Georgia, where they've had like 12,000 cases versus our 500. They're like, no, we just walk into Walmart. Well, that's Target. probably why they have that many cases. They might. <laughs> oh, they also have yeah. 7 million people. Well, they have more people. But, yeah. Um, I just think it's just, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm fine with it, but it's just, yeah, actually it's kind of nice in a way, but it's just wild the way we're living and the habits we're getting into. And you know, in business you're in 30 days of doing something, it changes you. Right. Absolutely. If you do something for 30 days, good or bad. It's in, it kind of gets embedded in you. It kind of gets yeah, right. wired in you. That's a very good point. Yeah. And we're getting I, had, I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. And there's some good things, I think, and there's some bad things, but the, the good things are maybe that a lot of restaurants, maybe a lot of places have changed the way they do things and it'll be a healthier environment um, from a germ standpoint. No, we live in America. We're going to go right back to the way we used to do things. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but it'll take at least a month or two. (laughs) So let me, let me ask you guys this. What, what do you think after the initial wave of this is over and we start sort of reintegrating back into society, what do you think normal looks like? Oh gosh. I don't think. I was talking about that. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, well, I was talking that about that because I did a call with, cause you know, I'm in the insurance business and I, sure. I do consulting with like a hundred agencies and I deal, I deal with the regional folks for a lot of the insurance carriers like travelers, Hartford Liberty. Now I was doing a big call with, with um, one of the carriers the other day, just talking about the environment that we're experiencing with all of our agencies and us and them. And they're saying, we're seeing people saying, yeah, when, if this thing is, if we're back May 1st, you know, and, P, and they'd say, okay, you're fine to go back to work. He said, yes, we will resume operations, but we're not opening. He said, there's a lot of agencies that will say, okay, we're going to be in the office, but we can continue to do things online for a month or two to make sure that everything's safe before we just let the public just flood yeah, into I our mean- offices. Um, and have people in and out that we don't know if they've been sick. We don't know if they were sick and not tested. We don't know if, you know, you don't know in these smaller communities. I've heard that places that were ordered to be shut down in some of these small communities in West Virginia just said, screw you, I'm not doing. Yeah. You know, that's going to be a problem. It's my opinion. It's going to crop up a little bit. Everything might seem fine, but then we're going to see kind of like, didn't China have that? China was going to let their, they're, they're going to let their best, their pro basketball start back up. They're going to let people go back to work. And then all of a sudden they let them out. 
and boom, they had another little explosion and had to pull them back. So I don't know if that's where you're going, but what are your thoughts? What's, what's normal to you? Um, I, I think that people are learning now that a lot of the stuff that we deem as being essential can be done online through stuff like Zoom. Um, but at the same time, I think in a business like mine and Angie's, for instance, that that interpersonal connection and that face-to-face -face communication and coaching, that you can't replicate that through, you know, through online or through FaceTime or Zoom or anything like that. You just, you can't do it because it does have a certain air of being impersonal. Right. When, right. when people get a, you know, a fitness coach or, you know, they do physical therapy, which I think is still open, but is, you know, they're like drastically have decreased their numbers. Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. I don't think you're ever going to be able to replace it person to person. Yeah. Uh, I just, but as far as going back to normal, I don't, I, I have my, my reservations about, like you said, immediately going back to where like, oh, you know, we've quote unquote flattened the curve and now we go back and we just go back to doing, I don't think that's realistic because they've talked about like, until we have a vaccine, it's, it'll, it'll just surge again, whether it's after the summer when it's not hot anymore or, you know, whatever the case may be. But my other worry is that this is the only the first in a succession of things that could potentially happen that's virus related. Mm -hmm. And, you know, th those are the scariest ones because those aren't things we control. You know, it's not like going to war, having bombs or, you know, mutually assured destruction as it was known back in the Cold War. Like these aren't people versus people. This is a totally different, different thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wonder not only that, but it, even if, they did say we could go back. Like, obviously people are going to be paranoid, especially the people who have been, who have contracted the virus that those aren't the only people it's affected. I mean, it's affected, you know, their families and anybody who's been close to them. And if you have somebody who's unfortunately caught it and had really bad symptoms toward like that's it's, I think it's going to fundamentally change our perception of, you know, what it is to interact with each other. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that made me think about the other day I went to, uh, I was at Kroger and I saw a guy I've known forever, a friend of mine in the parking lot walking in. And normally we'd, you know, like when I saw you in Kroger, you'd, you'd shake hands or you'd, or you'd even, even almost hug, like grab, you know, hands, pull each other in. And it's, we kept at least six to 10 feet apart as we walked through Kroger and talked for a minute, didn't get near each other. And I thought, how is it going to be? in may i think all of that will go back will i but we'll, we'll will we will we yes. walk up and, and chest you know what i mean not I right mean, away i probably I think we'll be, will but it's i hugged i hugged storm the other day i'm not letting go of that i'm an emotional person i will tell you right now unless you say you're sick if you're wearing a mask i might not come up to you but i promise you this when we get to go back out into the you can control what goes back to normal if you want to walk well, around, if you, no, listen, if you want to walk around and paranoid, par, be paranoid all the time, you go ahead and live a miserable life. In my opinion, when they say, okay, be sensible, wash your hands, you know what I mean? Be clean or whatever. I'm, when I go back out into the world, when I see my friend, I, if they're open for it, I'm going to hug you. 
Well, that's what so I So just beware, Matt. Yeah. If I see you in Kroger when this is over, you, you're going to have Run. to go like this <laughs> if you don't want me to give you a big old hug. Because I mean, give her the Heisman. <laughs> I am telling you, I will not let this ruin the way that I am as a person. Yes, right now I'm me guarded. Neither. Yes, right now I'm going to keep my distance because I'm told to, because I'm told it's there and I'm told, you know, I'm told this. But when they say, okay, we're like you said, flattening the curve, things are getting back to normal, still be careful. Heck no, I'm going to go back about my life. I only lived this life once and I'm not going to let this, like, let me affect how I'm going to live the rest of my life. Boom. Go girl. Mic drop. Preach it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I agree. I'm not even talking about you or your yeah. personality or mine. I think most people will go back. I to think it. most will. I just think there might be a little curve. There will. There. Definitely. I think there'll be a point of time, like Matt was saying, where, you know, yeah, I don't think it'll be May 1st that we'll get to go back, but I'm just saying whenever they say, okay, let's open back up the nail salons, let's open, open back up the hair salons and stuff like that. I think that'll be a, I don't think it'll be a flood of people that are like, oh, okay, here we go. Cause I think you will have like the elderly who are still scared, you know, or the people who sure. have compromised immune systems that are like, I still don't trust it. I'm still nervous. And I get that. But I think the average person will slowly go back out into the world and at first they'll be very cautious like i'll go to the gym but will i wipe this stuff down now before i use it probably for a long time will that eventually go away yeah i think it will i think in two years we'll yeah, be back to yeah. like what oh remember that coronavirus that goes into the habits we're developing now though. so I mean, it's, it's going to be natural to wipe things down it's gonna be natural to wash your hands it's gonna be natural sure to, it should be well it should be yeah. but i'm to a to a it's on another level for me yeah you know what oh, I mean? it's on another. Yeah, so, I, I, mean, I, I agree. I yeah. have always washed my hands, but right. I didn't wash them this much. No. I mean, yeah. in my own house where I haven't been anywhere, you know, I'm still washing my oh, hands. Oh, I mean, I'm going through. When I walk through the sink, by the sink, I'm like washing my hands. I'm going through twice a day with like a Clorox spray and a rag and wiping down all the handles that we use every day, twice a day. And we aren't going anywhere other than we go to the store to get what we need. But so, yeah, I mean, that stuff has changed, but that'll die down too, so. That's a long answer to your question. Sorry. Well, I also, I also think it's going to depend on the, the density of the area we live in, right? Like yes. the density of the population. Like we're, we're fortunate. And I think even though we are one of the states that has the, the least cases, and actually, obviously part of that is because we haven't had the tests here and sure. things like that. And that's why it took so long. But I also think it's because I read a great article. I can't remember what site it was on, but it talked about us being one of the least dense states in the union. And that's why, because we, we were already practicing social distancing because that's, we just live further apart and we don't, you know, we don't get together like that as, as much as other places do. Like in somewhere like New York, I think it's totally possible that they could, have more of develop more of a culture like Japan has where they wear masks when they're out anyway. You yeah. know, they do, they don't, they don't shake hands, you know, they bow to acknowledge each other. Like that's one of the reasons why Japan has not had the, the dearth of cases that we have as a country because they were already doing that. There's a picture that's been circulating online now of their parliament and their parliament, they all wear masks when they get together. Yeah. To vote. So, uh, I think it's possible that in bigger cities that are, that are more dense like New York city, where people are just on top of each other all the time. And most people live in apartments and stuff like that. I think it's absolutely possible that there could be a major cultural shift, but I think mm -hmm. places like here that are more rural, that 
things will go back more or less sort of normal unless we would have an influx of people, which I can't see. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree to it. And the time frame on that, who knows? And I think it will be a slow little trickle. Um, but yeah, I definitely, you know, somebody said the other day that this is, uh, the new way. And I don't agree with that. I don't agree that this is the new normal. I totally do not agree with it. I think that it is temporarily the new normal. Yes temporarily, but it is definitely, I mean, things like this, like maybe not globally, but have happened before, you know, and, and people have thought that this is the way it's going to be the, for the rest of your life. And it's just, I don't, if you make it that way, then yeah, maybe, but it, well, it's not going to be here for most you know people I mean? don't think that way. I think most people I've talked to, they're, they're ready to get back out there and go to the gym. They're ready. They're, and when they can, they're going to, they're just going to 90% of them are the, the gym goers They're when they get a chance to go back to the gym. And so they say it's okay to open the doors they're going back to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. When they can go to their favorite bar, they're going to go to their favorite bar. It's going to happen as soon as they tell us we can do it. But I do think more precaution will be used. There will be. Yeah, and it'll for be sure. by the bars. It'll be by the people. And it'll that's a good thing. Me. It's not a bad yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. In this simulation, we have the virus. <laughs> See, yes, there we go. Circling it back around. You know I, I like that. Every time I look, and I was going to say this earlier, Ever since I've listened to this stuff and read about it more and more, the, the, the multiverse, the simulation stuff, every time I saw it the other day, a cluster of ants on the ground, I thought that's what we are to someone. Those wow. ants. Someone looking down at this. Do you think? They're genius. Ants are genius within the, within the, if you study them and look at them and what they oh, do. Oh, yeah, they're workers. They have they're a whole. just like us in a way. We're just the simulators. We're up here. Yeah, that's where you lose. And we can put them in their little ant farms. (laughs) And we can put these in these ant farms. And we can just, yeah. I'm not all about that. All right. One more question before we let you go. We were talking about mushrooms. I didn't mean to keep you this long. Sorry. We were talking about mushrooms earlier. And I coincidentally, Jeff and I, no, I have to ask him if he knows because I've never heard of this. And I need to know because you're the only other person really that I've talked to today, like from here. Oh, what was it called? It was a mushroom that they say is only around is only around for a short amount of time. And if you can get your hands on them, you need to get them and cook them. They're called Molly, Molly moochers. Yeah. You've yeah. heard of a Molly moocher? You know, it's funny. Steph's parents go and look for them. And I had lit, she literally just brought this up last weekend. I've known about them maybe five days. So what? it's super, super weird that you bring this up because I just learned about them last weekend. See? Isn't that kind of weird, right? Yeah. yeah they look all spongy. About it this morning. Huh? They look all spongy. Yes. Yeah. And you can only find them by certain trees. And then if you get them, they're really good. They're, they're good, but you have to cook them. But anyway, it popped up on my news thing this morning. And I was like, huh, I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Prior to that, I'd never heard of it. I've lived here all my life. I've never heard that. No. Never. But apparently they're, they're big in, in more rural part of the state. Yes. You got to find something to do. That's right. Go hunt for Molly Moochers. Exactly. I, I thought it, immediately when I saw it, I thought that looks like a mushroom that could get you high. <laughs> no, I don't think that's what Is it's it for. Psychedelic? No, that's not what it's for. You eat them, you cook them. So we were saying, you know, we're going to call up, uh, you know, pies and pints and order a cheese, a pepperoni pizza, and ask if they can put some Molly moochers on there. <laughs> I wonder if they do. <laughs> they would do. Everybody eats their pizza with that on it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, thank you. I, Matt, we'll let you go. We didn't want to keep you this on, but thanks for joining us and uh, talking with this interesting. He's been dying to talk about this topic and we've been wanting to get you on, but one thing after the other happened and 
Like I keep sure. saying to yeah. every every guest we have on, it takes a pandemic to get a, things actual, <laughs> actually done. You know what I mean? I might get a nerd notes together. And yes. Really, I might yes. do that. We, that way it could be much. We've barely, barely just toe in the water, my man. Yeah, let's do we, it we again. Do, let's do it. Let's. Yeah. I don't know if I have your number, but I'll text Yeah, I, I get, I'll yeah, give man. it to you. You all compare notes and we'll do it again. Yeah, sounds good to me. Appreciate all you right. guys. Thanks, Matt. Yes, you have sir. a great weekend. You too. Appreciate it. Okay. All righty. It was great to see you, man. Bye. Great to see you, man. Bye.